Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you, who the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man who goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. And uh, you're now listening to a radio show. I don't think that can be refuted. I mean, maybe some will challenge it, but I fully stand by my statement. We have a pretty good show for everyone tonight. We'll be visiting with uh, Cheech Marin shortly, and a little later we'll be uh, checking in with Margaret Cho. Uh, Our musical guest tonight is Red Jacket Mine. All right, so with me as always is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Uh, I understand that some people may question whether we are a radio show, but what else can we call it? You know, we're not on cable well, TV anymore. Yeah. This is a radio station. Yeah. And we're doing a show right now. Ergo, I think it's okay to call this a radio show. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I stand behind my proclamation. Well, I should probably also say with us tonight is a new addition to our show. A radio show for the record, by the way. If I haven't made that clear. Hello. Uh, you know, just, just say hello to Gina. You know, I guess I should have said our temporary addition to the show tonight. The, the plan is to assess Gina's overall contribution here and see if maybe this is the missing ingredient that's preventing us from being a massive monster hit in the radio business. Oh my gosh, Spud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound negative, Spud, but uh, is Gina really necessary? I think we're doing just fine. Uh, don't you think uh, that's just a little bit rude with Gina sitting here no. right next to us right now? I'm Please forgive him, for he knows not what he just did. <laughs> Oh, it's okay, Spud. You guys are so funny. I tell you, it is so fun to be here. Well, just make sure you feel the need, our executive producer says. Her research indicates that we really, really need to make this thing uh, work, okay? You got that? (laughs) All right, fine. Oh, whatever you need me for. I I think you're getting up to speed now. Uh, Again, I don't want to sound negative, but I feel I have more than adequately filled this need on the show for a while. I don't know. Just, Just having... A white guy co-host just won't cut it in today's marketplace. I can't help that. Take a look around the dial. Just about every radio show has a woman on the crew to... To, 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 to what? To what? I, I think that is really sexist, but to flat out say, I am not sufficient, that I'm just another white guy co-host. I can do anything a female co-host can do. Anything. <laughs> well, l- let's just agree to disagree on that one. So, Gina, ha- have I told you the story uh, how I almost won the Powerball lottery last week? I was only three digits off, and if I would have won that thing, I would. <laughs> well, no, Gina, Gina, no, when you laugh, you sort of need to know when to and when not to, because showbiz is all about timing. You, you get that, right? You get that. I mean, I didn't get to the punchline. No, no, no. Okay, well, anyway, moving on. Seriously. Here. Chick, yeah, Chick, do you uh, have anything to contribute at this time? Well, I had a really insightful comment like 30 seconds ago, but I just forgot what I was going to say. I guess we should have just, in- I could have just interrupted yeah, or, well. or patiently waited for an opportunity to interject. <laughs> mm. Was that a supportive laugh or a dismissive laugh? Hey, who cares? Gina? At least someone's laughing. 
<laughs> all right, all right it's, it's time for some music. So let's check out one of the more influential bands from the Seattle music scene over the years. They, along with Mudhoney and Nirvana, made that uh, famous tour of Europe in 1989 as detailed in Bruce Pavitt's book, Experiencing Nirvana. I'm referring to the band Tad, led by Tad Doyle. By the way, though, he now fronts a new group called Brothers of the Sonic Cloth. The song we're going to play now was recorded live on my Fox TV show in, I think, 1995. This is a heavy band. It's, uh, that, that they deliver the goods. Here is Tad with Kevorkian's Holiday. Uh, plug up the kids and the pets in the house if there are. All right, let's just do this. <laughs> Get up, take the tip Get up, take the tip Angels got your suffering Job security Get up, beat up with it, will Angels got your suffering Job security Get up, beat up with it, will I'd give my bed into hell Get up and take the tip. 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 Ain't this guy you're suffering? Time's a guarantee. Get up and eat out the whipping wheel. Ain't this guy you're suffering? Time's a guarantee. Get up and eat out the whipping wheel. Doctors are coming to get you You feel alright Doctors are coming to get you Everything's gonna be alright Doctors are coming to get you You feel alright Doctors are coming to get you Everything's gonna be alright Everything's gonna be Dow from uh, the Leave It to Beaver show, and you are listening to the Spud Goodman show, which is kind of a goofy thing to be doing, but hang in there. 
Spud, yes. we have the call. Well, I certainly hope so. Uh, hey, please welcome a comedy legend, Mr. Cheech Marin. Uh, are you there? Thank you. Thank you very much. No, no, please sit down. Thank uh, you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for spending some time with us tonight, Cheech. Uh, let's get this out of the way, though. You're going to be appearing this Saturday, November 8th at 8 p.m. at the Emerald Queen Casino in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, I believe there's we'll still... We'll be there live and in living color. I think there's a few tickets left, so cool. our listeners need to get out there and, and uh, get down there to check out the show because it's going to, again, be fabulous. Um, so yep. let me say this. We've had your partner, Tommy Chong, on our show a few times as we really love him and of course we're not married to him professionally like you are and I asked him this question too is performing over the many years together a lot like the demands of a marriage where there are ups and downs and I mean you guys didn't stay together for the kids I mean that's a given right <laughs> that's true what did he say <laughs> no he just he just said it has it actually was fairly similar to a marriage and that you know like in, in any relationship and he, and he said he, yeah. he's loved it I mean he said it's been a great ride yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's we're like everybody assumes that we're best friends. We're not best friends. We're brothers. You know, <laughs> we have a much stronger tie than best friends, and, and we can argue and fight, and we can also defend each other's back and get along and create great stuff. So that's kind of what our relationship right now. Right now, we're in the brother stage. Yeah, uh, you guys have any uh, brotherly uh, issues that you go head to head on? No, you was always, you know, in the creative process, you know, you're going to bang heads, but then we, cut, we arrive at something that makes us both laugh, and then we're good. All right, super, super. Um, hey, the impact and influence you had culturally with your comedy is pretty impressive. Like when you first released your massively comedy, uh, popular comedy albums, Richard Nixon was president, and the mood of the country is not, was not exactly progressive, yet you crossed over big time to a large segment of this country. That was a pretty gutsy move creatively. How exactly did you pull that off? Well, you know, we represented the 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 the, the, the silent majority, the real silent majority, right. which was the the middle of the road dopers. You know, and we kept saying that, hey, we're we're the we're middle of the road dopers, and and we represent the norm. And they, <laughs> you know, and then then they kept laughing at us until it uh, turned out to be true. Uh, yeah, I did absolutely. Um, you know, before Tommy's, like, bogus legal difficulties, were you both on any FBI or DEA watch list that caused you any problems back then? I was just curious. Not as far as I know. I mean, they may still be compiling information, so I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a long con. They're listening right now. I, I wonder if the Mies Commission is yeah. still active. I don't know. I think they're, I think they're out of You're business. You're both in jeopardy. Spud, Spud, Spud. Ask Cheech if Dave's home. Don't you think he's a little tired of that one after all these years? Well, I just thought he might get a kick out of it. Well, well, you thought wrong. That would be like asking Steve Martin if he's seen the new phone book or Rodney Dangerfield if he was resentful when he did not get the respect he deserved. Right, those are great questions. So do you want me to ask him the Dave question? No. Yeah, let, let's let's deal with, uh, with uh, the, the Jeopardy thing. So, you know, in the often dumbed-down world of comedy, you are, in fact, a Mensa member, uh, meaning you are really, really, really smart. Uh, I know you're not going to say that. That's correct, but uh, let me just say that. So no, that's correct. All right, there you go. All right, super. Um, so for the record, you crushed Anderson freaking Cooper on Celebrity Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, I was. I was back in the day. I was the very first Celebrity Jeopardy champion. The first time they had celebrities on Jeopardy, I won the whole thing. And then I've been on it several times since then. But it's always it's always a very nerve wracking experience, you know, because you can look really dumb. <laughs> How good did it feel when you won the when you won it the first time? 
Pardon? How how good did it feel when you won it the first time? Kind of like the oh, Super Bowl you know, or something? Oh, it was a lifelong dream because uh, me and my cousins always played some form of Jeopardy all our lives you know, growing up. Nah. And it was just, it was a dream come true. I couldn't believe, first of all, I couldn't believe that I was on the show. And then when I won, it was like, you know, unbelievable. You know, that they, there can only be one first, and that, I was it. Uh, what was your final wager? Uh, it was something to do about the admission of a state into the union, and I, and I think I, I, I bet a lot. You know, I, it wasn't a runaway, but I was had a pretty good lead. So I, I, uh, I, uh, and, and it's a, it's a funny thing because as I was driving up into the thing, I was going over these questions with my with my cousin who was we studied together, and this particular subject came up about admissions of mm-hmm. states into the union, and I happened to know the answer. Wow. Yeah. And I was the only one who knew the answer. Well, after doing that show, did you ever find yourself occasionally responding to others in your life with a what is when answering their questions? I could, that, that could happen. <laughs> More like what it is. What it is. All right. There you go. Um, so the country finally, in my opinion, is obvious, uh, seems to be coming around to the basic premise uh, uh, Cheech and Chong have promoted from the beginning, i.e. marijuana use should not be a criminal yeah. offense. Well, there are like five states That's in the right. District of Columbia now on board. Do you, do you think the red states down south will ever acknowledge a common sense approach to this topic? You, uh, eventually, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like an avalanche, you know, it's like we have what, what three more, four more states uh, mm-hmm. approved it this last election. And uh, it's just going to be, it's going to reach a critical mass. It's like 30 something states have medical marijuana, and then like right. now five or six have for, for recreational use. And this is going to, you know, it's going to, you know, there's going to be a tipping point, and it'll happen fast. Maybe in the next, in the 16 election, uh, I think it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Okay. Now, I don't want to break here, but you and I have something in common now. I'm an art collector also, and I had to go out and buy a bigger refrigerator to hold my stuff up. How big is your refrigerator? <laughs> big. <laughs> well, yeah. Art, why yeah. do you Why do you have art in the refrigerator? Well, I have all these magnets to hold the stuff up there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he does, well, actually. How, how do you, I can attest to that. He lives doing? in his parents' house. He, he, he like has one side of the refrigerator they gave him. It's a but, big one, though. But well, let me, let me just, just well, I, I just collect strictly Chicano art, and I have like the big three, the uh, the Velvet Elvis, the Toreador, and the Bananas Boy Child, you know, so... So look at how many years Cheech and Chong have been together, like 40-some years. That gives us hope that we can stick together, too, for many more years. Well, I would prefer to take it one year at a time. You know the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt? So it may be, you know, healthier for each of us soon to branch out a little on our own. You're joking, right? Um, you know, we can talk about this later. I gotta get back to the interview. I know you're joking, right? Right? How tough is it to spot art forgeries? Because we have someone on our staff who says he was pretty good at copying famous paintings. Is it tough to pick fake people out? Uh, it depends on you know the, the, what they're painting and then the, uh, the quality of the painter, the skill of the painter. Uh, at this point, in Chicano art, it's you know it's kind of they're not worth uh, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, so it's, it doesn't behoove anybody to to copy them when you can probably buy the originals for less than it would cost for you to to copy them. So 
Hmm, interesting. I'm not worried about that yet. All right. Well, we'll I'll pass that on to yeah. our, our yeah. Uh, individual who will remain nameless who has uh, maybe done some time for that particular incident situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, when you did the movie Tin Cup with Kevin Costner, did the movie studio pay you to brush up on your golf game? Did, did you get to like golf for free before you started filming? That's where I learned to play golf on that movie. I mean, my son and I, he was around a lot and we both started playing golf at that time and it was just unbelievable, you know, because we, we shot in golf courses and strip bars, you know, so it was pretty much heaven. You know, the thing about golf that gets me kind of is, it's just the clothes. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not a golfer, so I'll be a state that up front. But you can handle well, it. You know, it's the only time outside of... Uh, 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 it's the only time Bacholo gets to wear plaid outside of uh, <laughs> cruising. Yeah, a lot of Argyle, too. Are, uh, Argyle. Could I ask if you do you belong to like a country club? I do. I belong to Satakoy Country Club in Camarillo, California. And people are pretty cool there? Oh, very cool. It's a, you know, it was, it was like when I first joined, it was a Chicano that was president and they served menudo on Sunday. So, yeah. <sighs> super. That was a club for me. All right, super. All right, well, last question, Cheech. What, what's been yeah. your most memorable moment on earth to this point? What do you think? Oh, God. You got the day I met my wife. <laughs> oh, good call. Politically and, yeah. yeah Wise move. No dummy here. I was camping in Jeopardy. <laughs> Mensa, right? <laughs> All right, there you have it. Okay, well, uh, we're going to let you go. I know you're busy. So, uh, once again, Cheech and Chong will be performing at the Emerald Queen Casino in Tacoma, Washington on November 8th at 8 p.m. Hey, we really uh, appreciated you taking the time to check in, and I hope we can talk again. My pleasure. All right, Mr. Cheech Marin. I was sitting in a coffee shop just minding my own affairs. And all of a sudden, this policeman caught me unaware. He said, is your name Pedro? I said, uh, yeah, I guess so. He said, then come with me, because you're the man we've been looking for. I said, hey, man, I've been framed. And no, really, man, I was framed. Oh, I never do nothing wrong, man. But every time I get the blame, I've been framed. They put me in the lineup and let the bright lights shine. There was ten poor dudes like me standing in that line I knew I was a victim of somebody's evil plan When the scrunchy looking dude came up and said Yeah, that's him, man Hey, wait a minute, man, I've been framed, man Oh, listen to me, Judge, I was framed I never do nothing wrong Oh, but every time I get the blame Hey, I've been framed Honey, look at this all right, it's musical guest interview time. Gentlemen, uh, I, should, I guess I should say, I'm f- first of all, I'm speaking with Red Jacket Mine. Gentlemen, please publicly identify yourselves, and I hope this does not put any of you in personal danger. Cheech Marin, lead vocals. All right. Tommy Chong, keys. Andy Salzman, drums. <laughs> Eric Bryson, bass. All right, guys. Well, you have a new record out now, and this is the time for you to plug it. What's the title, and where can our listeners find a copy? That's right. A new record, Pure Delight EP. It comes out November 18th, and we've got a CD release November 15th at the High Dive in Seattle. Super. Okay, uh, 
gentlemen, may I ask a personal question here? No. Do any of you prefer thong underwear? Because I myself have recently found that most underwear is really, when you look at it, bisexual. Because I know women wear boxers sometimes, so why can't we expand our wardrobe too? I find the support to be amazing while giving one a total sense of freedom. It's kind of like a jock, but it has like a higher thread count. So you mean on yourself or on those that you love? No, I mean, I'm saying yeah, you should try a thong. I gotta go. Right. Seriously. Now, guys, nobody's... Okay, fine. I'll let it go then. <laughs> What's the official position of the band regarding soy versus whey protein? Because I know it's a tough call, but sometimes in life you just got to make a, a choice. That's all That's all we consume is uh, soy lint and whey protein. Okay. It's in The rest of you guys, that's it? Soy. Yeah. yeah. All right, super. Well, what's the name of the first song uh, you're going to do? Pure Delight. It's the title track from the record. I've heard of it. All right, hey. super. Well, here is Red Jacket Mine. Is it the 
Spud, your mom's on the line. I, you should probably take it. She's your mom. Yeah, good idea. But we need that line free as our next guest is about to call in. Well, so let me, let, get, let me get rid of this. Mom, mom, are you there? Well, of course. I'm calling to see how your day went. The one would think you would be the one calling me, but what can a mother do? Well, you know, we have to make this quick as our next guest is going to be calling real soon, and I don't want her to get a busy signal. Famous people don't like to get busy signals, okay? They have no patience for that kind of thing. Especially Kirstie Alley. I mean, I read in People Magazine that she does not like to be kept waiting. That's good to know. Okay, already. But please don't rush me here. As the mother who almost died giving birth to you, the least she could do is put over some Hollywood oh, I well, mom, are you using are you using that Fisher Price uh, phone that uh, you got from that neighbor? Uh, your phone sounds like garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to ask who is this woman with you in the studio tonight? Have I met her? I'm so excited that maybe you have finally found love. I'm sorry, I can't even hear you right now. I can't. I. Hey, I guess I'm going to have to spring and get her some decent phone at, at Christmas. Point, Seriously. Yeah. Mom, Mom, she's working here. Our executive producer... Are you really can't hear me? No. I, I wanted to... No, you're uh, using a cheapy, uh, cheapo phone. you got to get rid... Mom, you need a new phone. Just... Christmas uh, is coming. Anyway... I'm going to buy a new phone tomorrow. All right, super. Snow, so, the woman working with me here tonight is... It's our, our, our executive producer thought that she could help us out. Uh, yeah. Well, she... Well, what is her name and everything? Because I think it's wonderful. I mean, like, do you, does she does a family observe traditional holidays with big gatherings? Oh, I really am looking forward to meeting her. What's her name? Her, her name is Gina Mizuguman, and I, for one, don't think this is a good mom, idea. Mom, she's a professional mom. This is her myself. job, okay? A professional? Oh, my God. Spud, my baby, has it come to that? Really? I knew you had difficulties with women. But no, I Mom, can't... Mom, she's my she's our co-co-host, all right? Nothing more than that. Jeez. Well, let me talk to her. Gina, are you there? Hello, Mrs. Goodman. I've been listening tonight, and you seem to have a great sense of humor. My baby is really quite witty, wouldn't you say? I guess. <laughs> Any Anybody mm-hmm. can laugh, okay? It does take a little timing to be good at it, but I have over some 20 years being there for spending. I don't think there's any need for this at all. Are you going to keep wow. this up? Right, Ms. I mean, seriously, right in front of her. Gina, I, I'm very sorry about this. You know you, you, know you have my full war. support here. Uh, be aware of that, all right? I appreciate what you're bringing to the show tonight. Well, thanks, bud. <laughs> uh. Well, uh, Gina... Do you have any children from a prior marriage? Mom, you can't ask employees of the show personal questions like that. It's so unprofessional and probably illegal, too. Now, for the record, Ms. Goodman, I don't have any children, so I am able to fully focus on supporting Spud here on this program each week. My eyes never glance down at my cell phone, like some people we won't talk about, to see what the kids are texting me about. (laughs) Mom... Mrs. Goodman, I, I don't have any children, if that's what you're asking. I someday hope yeah. to, though. Mom, Mom, I just got to go now. I got to go, okay? I got to go. Gina, Gina, would it be a deal breaker for you if the man in your life was, you know, a little grumpy most of the day? Except for lunchtime, if you feed him well, he seems to be more pleasant. He has so much on his mind. I myself, of course, have no difficulty dealing with Spud's violent mood swings. I embrace them. 
I just want to say that if you two ever do get mm. together, always remember, don't go to bed angry at each other. A touch of romance before going to sleep makes the next day go much smoother. Oh, I totally agree with you on that, Ms. Goodman. Yeah. You should have sat down with a couple of my exes. Maybe I'd still be married today. All right, sorry, Mama. I <laughs> think okay, I think there's a problem with the phone line still, and I, we're losing you. We're losing you. You're oh, she's gone. Anyway, but and I'll call you tomorrow if you can still hear me. All right, right now I got to go to my clip of the week. Uh, for this week's clip of the week, I wanted to air a recent segment from a Fox and Friends host. Yes, the host. Uh, Fox, this, huh? You know, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Um, she took on the subject of the NFL Players Association petitioning the league to allow players the personal use of marijuana products to aid in recovery from head trauma and other injuries, okay? Because, you know, many ex-players rely heavily on the anti-inflammatory benefits that marijuana has provided. And, you know, th this is this is the truth. I mean, they have to deal with a lot of pain. And I don't know if, if everyone's aware of this, you know, when they, when they leave the game, but active players now are also requesting the league allow them access to also, uh, you know, to use this in their recovery without penalty from, you know, from their UAs, their UA testing. So some may laugh at this and say players just want to get high, but there is medical evidence that supports their request. Statistically, and this is this is for the record, former NFL players who play at least four years see their lifespan average like it's like 55 years while the average you know for for men is like 75 years so every year of their career they lose like almost three years of their life so elizabeth elizabeth hasselbeck is concerned about what she should chat with her husband and or her brother-in-law because maybe they have a different position let's roll the clip What's the deal with the pot here? What's the deal with the pot here? What's the deal with the pot here? And why why an attempt to loosen the reins on marijuana use within the NFL? Well, the NFL understands that they have a problem here. They understand that uh, public sentiment is changing, that the public is uh, more acceptable to the use of marijuana, and the NFL is a capitalistic beast, and they are driven by what public sentiment is demanding. They are driven by what public sentiment is demanding. As far as public sentiment is concerned, I would, I would think most parents here, I would think most parents here uh, would think this is this is unsettling. This is unsettling. This is unsettling to think that the NFL is going to open the door for more pot use. The reins are already pretty loose. So why? I mean, I think parents would be concerned. I think parents would be concerned that this is something that is opening up in the NFL. If the NFL were to immediately uh, ban the use of all alcohol, mm. ban the use of all alcohol mm. amongst all football players, mm. you would not find a widespread mm. cessation of mm. alcohol use amongst Amongst teenagers. Mm, 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 mm. So, um, perhaps, 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 perhaps. I, I, you know, short. I, I think your story is so interesting. I, I think your story is so interesting, and you have unique perspective, both as player, attorney, and just with your personal background there. You know, I think the concern is, hey, how can you say we're working on brain health? We're working on brain health, and and let more pot be used and let more pot be used and the kid debate is certainly there the kid debate is certainly there thanks for being with us thanks for being with us thanks for being with us the spot goodman show with chick hunter it's time has come Okay, we're about halfway through this thing, and I think we need to take things up a notch, uh, Gina. Nothing personal, but your laugh can be a bit off-putting. I, I wouldn't use the word annoying, but 
you could maybe adjust. I, I don't know. Could you? Could you just adjust the pitch and tone? Nothing Seriously. major. Just just EQ your laugh a little. Uh, I can try. Well, can, <laughs> um, could you try just a little harder? Well, you do know that you have never, ever in all the years we've been together told me to EQ my laughs, but I guess some some of us are born with correct tonal quality in their laughter. Well, maybe so, <laughs> but let's move on here regardless. Uh, but, but Gina, do, do you think you could also maybe um, be uh, judicious in your contributions? How, that's <laughs> I I. I guess. Does this mean you don't want me to laugh at all? Well, uh, are, are you concerned that the show um, will sound really flat? Like no one um, wants to listen to something boring, you know? Well, well I got to agree with you, Gina, on that one. That is why I have been there for Spud for over 20 years, making sure that our viewers or listeners in this case didn't have a chance to make the decision on what he was saying is witty or repulsive. That's what a co-host is for. We are... Kind of like a rodeo clown. We distract the audience before they can figure out that maybe the host isn't that smart or funny. <laughs> hey, must you reveal all of the trade secrets of this business? Jeez, why, why pull the curtain back that far? <laughs> well, it's not like I wanted to, Spud, but we have been a team, a, a two-person team for a long time, so why fix something if it isn't broke, right? Well, because mm -hmm. to get to the next level, you have to take risks. And what we've been doing so far ain't getting it done, all right? It's possible Gina here doesn't have, you know, the correct laugh that the show needs to be successful in today's marketplace. But, you know, time will tell. I say we sit down tomorrow, listen to the tape of tonight's show, and make the decision on whether we invite her back next week or not. I, I'm, I'm open to working on my laugh. I mean, if it's not the right one, then I can experiment with it during the week, and I can come up with something totally fresh. Well, you know, some in the radio business would say uh, you either have it or you don't as far as, uh, you know, filling the role of a female co-co-host, laugher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like we need something more robust, maybe like a belly laugh occasionally. You know, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I can deliver a belly laugh any time, no, anywhere. No, no. I spent okay. years perfecting that But you're, that you're not a woman, <laughs> and that just... Uh, that seems to be kind of important, you know, you like, hold as, as apples me. are an apple pie. So this this is going to be a business decision, and nobody should take it personally, okay? Let's all be aware of this. You mean me. We need to move on here. You mean me. Chick, see if our next guest is holding on the line, please. Okay. That's your job. All right. Spud, put the sandwich down. Margaret Cho's on the line. All right. Well, please welcome back to our show actress, comedian, author, singer, and yes, fashion designer, Margaret Cho. Hello, Margaret. Hello. We really appreciate you checking in with us tonight. So, Margaret, what I want to ask you right off the bat, I value your opinion on this topic. What would you say is the biggest divide between men and women? Because when I was younger, I might have said taste in music or movies, but I don't know now. What's your take? Um, I think um, maybe in just the way that we relate, you know, the way that we communicate. Um, there's some problems there, I think, in the way that we're socialized as men, socialized as women. So we sort of look at life differently and maybe it's not so compatible sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely buy that one. How about you, Chick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know what to say. So you've uh, <laughs> you've discussed on stage at length uh, life as a bisexual woman. Is it double the trouble or is it just like it much is. more fun? No, it's the, the worst. It's not fun at all. It's not double the trouble. Uh, actually, like quadruple the trouble. It's a lot of chaos. Oh. Um, oh. It can be romantic and fun, but it's also can be a lot of problems. All right. So, all right. Uh, I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, but you, you kind of 
keep going back there, don't you? Because we're all human, you know, we all we all have needs and stuff, so yeah. And well, you know, it's also like you don't have a choice. You know, absolutely. like when you're like me, like, you know, I don't have a choice. It's not like something that I decided to be. So right. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't reason myself out of it anyway. So I wish it was better. Yeah, okay. Hey Spud, Spud. Do you think I remind people of Donnie Most, the, you know, the, the actor from Happy Days? What? A lady came up to me yesterday at Home Depot and said I was a spitting image of that guy. I don't see it. I've interviewed Donnie Most on my TV show. Uh-huh. I know what Donnie Most looks like up close. Donnie Most is sort of a friend of mine. You, sir, are no Donnie Most, okay? That's what I think. Not that there would be anything wrong with looking like Donnie Most. He's okay looking, I guess. I'll abstain on that point. You know, once someone also said I looked a lot like Agnes Moorhead. You know, she played Samantha's mom and Dora on Bewitched. Uh, nice to know. Can I get back to the interview with Margaret now? Sure. Well, on a more serious note, and th- yeah, this is a, this is a serious uh, question. I understand that you've uh, had to deal with the aspect of addiction in your life, and what have you found to be the most challenging aspect of facing this issue? I think it's just staying positive and trying to stay, um, you know, uh, kind of out of real self-destruction. I mean, it, you know, like when the substance is gone, there's still a bunch of other issues that kind of need to be dealt with mm-hmm. um, and then that you know addiction kind of goes beyond drugs and alcohol it can be food or relationships or right. people it's it complicated yeah it does it does uh, yeah there's a variety of ways to attack it but you know and everybody comes up with their own you know personal recipe to do so but I, I was just curious what you found to be the toughest aspect of, of facing it head-on I think just staying grateful just staying um, you know, just staying content with the way things are, and mm-hmm. um, you know that—that's the most important thing is just to have a lot of gratitude, which is what I learned from Joan Rivers, which is what she was always about with gratitude. So, got to keep that attitude. Well, the, yeah, that leads me to my to my ne- my next question actually, because it's been a very very sad year in comedy. Is there are some great losses with with of course Joan Rivers and 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 of course. Robin Williams. Did they have a significant impact on your career? Oh, yes. Especially Joan. Joan was really my mentor and my friend and somebody that I really looked to for help and support. And, you know, it's very strange to think about her not being there anymore. But, um, you know, again, I think I have to have gratitude that she was in my life and that she was such a wonderful teacher. All right, super. Hey, could I ask who the dog was in the background? Because, of course, we always have a studio dog around, too. Oh, it's, um, it, well, it might be Dogmar. She's right there. I, I'm just I'm in my front yard right now, and they hate it when I'm outside and they're not outside. All right, super. Well, we'll, we'll move this along. Um, so, hey, a, a lighter question, a lighter topic. What's your take on those citizens who oppose mandatory contraception coverage for women in their health care um, plans? Because, you know, men don't, don't have to pay for this stuff. You know, they maybe have a copay for Viagra and condoms that mostly stay in their wallet. So, wow. I know it's crazy, isn't it? It's so crazy. It's like, you know, that this is a this is just a insane thing. Like, it's a denial that people are going to have sex, and it's a denial that, um, you know, the basic right for women to have this is really important. I think it's really bad. 
It, it, yeah, it, obviously we know where the priorities would be if uh, if uh, men were on the other side of that. It's, I mean, we pretty much get what we want in, in all uh, services provided by the government. That's a, that's a given. But um, yeah. Maybe it gets back to that male-woman-man-woman woman divide we were talking yeah, about earlier. I guess earlier. it does. Um, so, so, Margaret, you, you have... We just don't understand about ab- each other. Absolutely. Uh, Margaret, you have a very cool podcast called Monsters of Talk with Jim Short. Where can our listeners mm-hmm. find that? That is on um, on SoundCloud and it's on iTunes and we usually have new episodes every Monday so that's a really great thing and um, we're really proud of it um, but yeah it's it can be found on SoundCloud.com or um, and I tweet about it all the time but okay. it's uh, it's a great it's a great project I really love it it is it is, it's very cool spot what would this be a good time to ask Margaret if she would be interested in buying any candy for my niece Amy's school fundraiser? No, absolutely not. We're uh, not pimping chocolate candy to our guests, even if it is for a good cause. But she's also selling licorice, too, and that's a little healthier. How many times have I said the guests are off limits for this kind of stuff? Okay, how about 2015 calendars? They're a useful product in our everyday lives. No means no. Now zip it. Okay, last question. What piece of advice would you give men out there who have struggled with, like, pleasing women? Is untethering oneself from all electronics a must while communicating? I I got trouble with that. I'm just wondering a woman's opinion. For communicating? To pleasing women? Well, there's no pleasing women. Don't even, like, try. Write that down, Wow. It's about equilibrium or finding... You know, I think all that a woman needs to know is that you're trying to please her. Like, it's like, that's a great thing. Just the effort is really commendable. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's very hard. Uh, but I think just letting them know that you're, you're putting in the effort is, that's pretty great. How many uh, apps can you keep open and still, uh, maintain some sort of a connection, um, with, you know, in terms of Facebook emails, uh, I could go on and on, <laughs> but. I don't know. I don't think you should have any apps open. The only app, you should just have your eyes open. Eyes? And just your eyes. Heart. Open. Eyes and heart. And that's not an app. It's just a lie. It's just a... <laughs> I can't download that. All right, super. Margaret, we always enjoy speaking with you and hope we do it again. I hope so. Thank you so much. All right, Margaret Cho. You know, I'm afraid I'm going to become my mother with her yelling at me all the time about my fear of men. You are gay. You are so gay. You are a big lesbian and you need to come out of the closet and just admit it because you are gay. You know, when I first think you're gay is when you're born and I hold you in my arms and I said, oh, she's so beautiful. She's so... What a dyke. What a big dyke. Maybe one day you will grow up to be PE teacher. I don't know. This is a Spud Goodman show. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Okay, once again, here is Red Jacket Mine. been the best of paying hard to get. Never had the luxury of being coy. The faking always struck me as a losing bet. And I've always been an eager sort of boy. I just want you to worship me. I can't make it no plainer. 
Fashion ain't the realest quality these days So I doubt that it'll come as a surprise That the only reason that I learned to sing and play Is to see the adoration in their eyes I just want them to worship me Just knew there had to be more To the unlovable loser that I was before yeah. Oh yeah I just want you to worship I could eat salsa all day long. I put it on things that I know are wrong, like pouring it over a ding-dong, or putting a teaspoon in my bong. Looking back, if it was handed out with MREs, the U.S. Army might have defeated the Viet Cong, or at least the war wouldn't have drug on so long. I could eat salsa all day long, but I should say it sometimes does irritate my acid reflux. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to a man whose voice is very annoying. It's Spud Goodman, right here. Yes, I think he's Jewish. Hey, Spud, Spud, we, we have another call, but Spud... Okay, we, all right, whatever, put it through. I, I, I don't know who Put it, it through. Call, are you there? Hello. Yeah, we'll Father talk. Brecker, talk. I'd like a few minutes of your listeners' time, if I may. Uh, am I on the air? Uh, yeah, roger that. <laughs> Spud, I believe your name is Spud, and this radio show is carried on many stations around this country? Uh, yeah, uh, we're on a few stations around the country. <laughs> Okay, 
My name is Jack Richards, and it is my mission to educate the American public about the impending implosion of the world economy. Seriously. Uh, really? Is, is this going to be like one of those gloom and doom pitches Sounds about good. hoarding all the <laughs> like gold and stuff you can cram into your safety deposit boxes? Man, that's just, this is boring. So I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I'm, could I, uh, yeah. Are, are you done? I'm I'm kind of burned out on the topic of gold. So all you see on TV at three in the morning are ads for buying gold and silver. I can't afford to move out of my parents' house, and I am going to buy gold and silver. I think this guy's done. Hey, 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 how can you afford to be adequately prepared for the coming financial Armageddon? It's right around the corner, and if you are not ready, you and your loved ones are going to be lost in the vortex of panic around them. The very dark days are just ahead of us, my friend. Really. Well, if everything's going to go to hell... Everything? Like, what difference does it make what I do? <sighs> I mean, if there's no more HBO, Showtime, ESPN, or AMC, why would I want to live anyway? <laughs> I'm not joking. I would, hope you, well, I would hope you would have a little more to live for than cable TV programming. I understand the power of entertainment, but we are talking about the survival of civilization here, or at least the survival of those who are essential to the future of the world. In my book titled, Thriving in the Coming Financial Apocalypse, I outline a number of methods that you and others could use to not only survive the coming disaster, but possibly obtain enormous wealth in the process. Really? It'll be there for the taking if your listeners will order my book, which is free today, uh, or uh, if they get my DVD series, it's free with uh, the DVD series for one-time payment of only $89.99. So besides gold and silver, there sure are a lot of TV ads for guys saying they can make you millions if you read their yes, books or newsletters, right? I'm the, I'm right. You would think there would be millions of millionaires if all they had to do is read this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, why should anyone believe you? Let's be real. This is just this is ridiculous. You know, people write these books all over the place. I mean, does does Y2K ring a bell? <laughs> Y2K is not funny, It's not funny. It was almost what a tragedy. It didn't happen. The many charlatans. There are many charlatans out there. But what separates me from these charlatans in the marketplace is my background at the CIA and later in the honest occupation of investment banking. In my career, Mr. Goodman, I have advised the government and many Wall Street executives over the years and very few knowledgeable individuals will privately disagree with my position. I'm quite confident in my prediction here. Uh, hey, by the way, you can call me Spud. The only people who call me Mr. Goodman are nurses and bill collectors mostly. Should I give out my contact information to your listeners so they could take advantage of my limited time offer for my free book? But, but you Seriously. said people have to buy your DVDs before... They can get your free book. So that's not exactly free, is it? I mean, that, that kind of sounds like those old Columbia Record Club ads. Right, you, you know, yeah. you get eight free CDs, but, but you have to Twelve. buy a bunch more at a higher price. So it's kind of a push. Unless you did what smart people did, you know, cancel that membership right after you get the free CDs. Now, how many DVD, DVDs do you have to buy to get your free book? I mean, is there a minimum? What is it? Gentlemen, gentlemen, we are wasting valuable airtime here on trivial matters. I'm offering your listeners a lifeline here. According to my research and calculations, we are looking at the first part of March when we will be facing a potential 25-year-long world depression. Are you too prepared for this reality? Um, Don't you have to have like a lot of money and stuff to be worried about this? I I mean, it's not like I'm going to be wiped out if the stock market takes another dive. And I know for a fact that this is uh, like an all-you-can-eat buffet for those with money. And and they clean up in times like this. So why do I get this vibe here that that you're really, really, really hoping that this happens? 
Okay, when the gold standard's implemented worldwide, those who follow my step-by-step instructions, of course, will benefit. So why do you think I wrote the book? Okay, well, hey, you called into the wrong radio show, man. My listeners are not exactly day traders. Maybe you should call that Dave Ramsey dude. His callers are really into money and stuff. I gotta go. Good luck with your Armageddon uh, stuff, and uh, I-, I sure hope they don't shut off the cable, though. That's that's my concern, all right? And I'm not ashamed to say it. Right now, we need to wrap up the show. And that's not funny, Gina. It's not funny. I mean, the guy's talking about the world ending, all right? Okay, uh, let's, are we, okay, yeah. let's just get done with this thing. I got so, stuff to do. So how does my supportive laugh sound? Like, Take a listen. <laughs> I can try a few other laughs that express different emotions, too. Here's one that conveys total disgust. <laughs> and how about one with subtle dismay? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm impressed with your range, but I understand the demo of who listens to this show. A single male is uh, you know who mostly listens alone in his bedroom or home office while cruising the web for deals on crap they could only buy anonymously so those in their family are not creeped out those that is our target demographic you know this we've talked about it in our staff meetings yeah I've heard it that's an improvement uh, Gina but you still have a ways to go maybe put some more low end in it you know more from your diaphragm Uh, now you sound like a transgender pirate or something yeah she does sort of hey Gina don't ever use that particular laugh again okay ever it's very disturbing when you entrust amateurs to do a job that only <clears throat> seasoned professionals can deliver. Well, I don't please, want to please. say I told you so. It's, but not, it's not like this I, duty is I, tough I, to pull off. Okay? If so, there, there wouldn't be someone like Gina on 94% of every radio show in this country, at least during drive times. They're like mustard on a hot dog or salt on a pretzel. Absolutely mandatory, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'll be a team player here. As you know, I want what's best for the show, regardless of how it impact will impact my role. Well, Gina, maybe yeah. we could get together this weekend and work on your laugh, you know, punch it up a bit. I, I, I don't know. The, really? the thing is, this isn't exactly a whole lot of fun. What? Sitting here and making myself laugh at the lame crap you guys, especially Spud, tosses what? out. Uh, well, it's, it's really giving me a headache. Well, okay, I, I understand. Uh, you know, every say, everything I say, you know, on the show isn't profound, but uh, okay. <laughs> well, she said lame crap. But some of what I offered up tonight was fairly witty, and I, if I don't say so myself, I pride myself on being witty. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Spud is extremely witty, at least some of the time. I, I have learned to evaluate what he says on a curve, and then I round up. You know, I did this as a favor to you guys. Uh-huh. I actually canceled a date to come here tonight. Wow. Can we can we just end the show now? This is show well, we are going to end the show now. This is not something I'm interested that's in. That's weird. <laughs> That's a rather hasty decision. Don't shouldn't that be something that I'm involved in on that decision? You know, I, I want to say this. I was a bit off tonight. I, I will cop to that. But I can promise you this: next week I will bring my A game, and you will find yourself laughing quite violently. Yeah. I, I'm capable of doing this to others. It Back me up on this chick. Oh, Back Spud, me up. Spud, he- he can be extremely funny and has at times caused me to choke on my uncontrollable laughter. I, I felt it coming a couple times tonight, but I regained control because I'm a professional. You know, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. I, is the show over no, yet? Well, yeah, whatever. It's just about. All right, I'm Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. So I guess I'll just go to the band then. Once again, here is Red Jacket Mine. I really think you need to reconsider because one more week. One I'm more a professional. Week. I've eaten crow for my woman, Lord, haven't I?
I can say no to my woman, although I try. Is this the price that I have to pay? You see, she gets off on getting her way. I've eaten crow, crow I've eaten of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Our intern is Trent Botello. And Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com. And follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.
is an hour of the best of Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right. Hey, everybody. My name is Lawrence. Hey, what's happening out there tonight in Radio Land? Now, if anybody's out there, uh, just just go ahead and give me a call. You know the the, the number here at the studio? Yeah, what, what's the number here? 2531? 2531. You know, I might uh, put you on the air if we get you in. I'll tell you what. Well, you know, I don't think Spurs going to let me. But, you know, at least if you can call in, you just want to say hi. You know, let me say hi to you. You know, you if do you want to call want, in. Lawrence. Spud's and, out of the room. You know, I tell you, and while he's out, you just call in the in- interns. They're screening the calls. You know, they got my private cell. So if you want to call me after the show, you can go ahead and do that. But, hey, don't call me during the day between, like, 5, 9, and 5. Because, you know, I'm still on the home monitor, and I don't want to tie up the phone line because my parole officer, you know, he's, he won't take this, this ankle thing off of me here for another three weeks. I don't know when he's going to call and check up on me. So, you know, How's that working? So far, it's all clean, right? Yeah, it seems to be clean. That's so cool. Happy Did you about that. Back? Hey, hey, Chick, why, why don't you say a word? Why don't you say Well, hi? I would like to give out my cell number, too, so fans could call me. But Spud has said that is not allowed on the show. Only his number Super. is given out. Mm. And that is to those who have been screened by our head of security, Irish. You haven't met him yet. Irish. That guy is pretty thorough in his background checks. Like, for every 50 calls Spud gets, Irish only pass on, like, Two or three numbers to him. Mostly kids at orphanages and and well, older women looking for companionship. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping to start up a couple of uh, relationships with some older women. I gotta tell you, I dig them. Yeah, I mean the, the young ladies, they're they're all about what what yeah. can I buy them and where can I take them and all that. But you, you know that when you get out of the joint, you, you kind of strap for funds like I am. So mm-hmm. I find the older ladies, they're just much, much more enjoyable to be around. They bake your stuff. Oh, they tan to you if you get a cold or the flu. Or most of most of them, you know, they ain't jealous if you pick up your phone and then see that you got a text for some lady that they don't recognize. Yeah, nothing usually gets them flustered. I like that. You gotta love the older women chick. I am not against dating someone who is older than me, as long as I don't have to help with catheters or something. Tubes make me uncomfortable. Super. Ah, the, the tubes, they ain't so tough to deal with. Really? You just, you just gotta read the instructions carefully oh. so you don't injure that special woman in your life. Well, I didn't say it's a deal breaker. It's not for me, but I won't lie. I'd just rather not have to deal with it. Well, you know, for me, I, I guess, uh, you know, with so many years being locked up in a little tiny room with a toilet that barely flush. see, I, I, I don't get squeamish about bathroom habits and all that, you know. I guess you Gotta yeah. be that way. Nah, you gotta have steel nerves. I tell. Hey, well, look. Why don't we introduce the panel members with us that we got tonight? Yeah, okay. Now we got on one. The uh, engineer. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? Hi. Hey, on one. Yeah, we got TJ on the soundboard tonight. Yeah. Hey, Not TJ. Hard. What's up, TJ? Yeah. Give him time though, TJ. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got Derek here. He's hey, got hey. High hey clips coming to us. Derek, Derek, how you doing? You doing all right? I am doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing just fine, just fine. All right. Now, of course, I got to mention our two interns from Pierce College, Trent 
and yeah. Anna. Yeah, college. That's a good thing you got going there with the college thing, but, I, but you two better use protection when you date others in the student body. Yeah. You know, germs, they, they get everywhere. You know, you feel me? All right. Let, now, let's get to some music today. You know, we'll get started we with, uh, well, we got a band here from San Antonio, Texas, The Rich Hands, and their song, Never Let Go, they're going to play. And then after that, they're going to play a uh, uh, musician friend of Spuds, who lives in Puyallup, Washington, Mike Dole. He just uh, put this song out we're going to play called Robberoo. Now, now, somebody hit play. Too far. 
back here in the studio we got red jacket mine hey y'all hey let me ask you yeah. guys uh, any of you guys Super. ever been uh, to prison uh, you ever done an extended stay in the county jail or anything uh, can i is it okay if i call you spud well you can call me spud but i don't know what spud will say that's what it. i called everybody in the slammer oh oh see now uh, now oh, i feel you now uh, all right okay yeah. yeah you guys are on the same wavelength yeah, on now. the same way we're clicking yeah that's right now, now how long did it take you to learn uh, those instruments there because i, I want to make sure you're not lip syncing anything yeah i didn't have much else to do in the slammer yeah, yeah, you got to kill time somehow, right? I, I read the Bible big, three or four you know? times, and then Ouch. I decided to pick up the guitar. Oh, that's a healthy read, yeah. Now, now let me ask you this. Uh, now, what, what's each of your favorite singles? Now, see, I got a huge stack of singles of 45s in my my mini storage down there in Cali. I think uh, Little Red Corvette by oh, Prince Rogers Prince. Nelson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The 12-inch okay. mix, though. The 12-inch 45 mix. That's exactly mix. right. Now, you think it, any of y'all think OJ did it? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. he beat oh, it. Yeah. He beat it. So that's another one of my favorite there. singles, Beat It. Oh, be, oh see, Red Corvette, Beat It, and OJ. You guys are just connecting like yeah. crazy. Here. Well, you know, when you've done time. Yeah, yeah. When you do, it's all you got to do is time. <laughs> so, so now you guys are going to play one more song for us. What's the name of the last song you're going to play for us? The song us is tonight? called Can't You See I'm Trying to Get Paid. All right, Red Jacket Mine. Thank you, Spud. Yeah. <laughs> 
Every day I feel just like a hamster on a wheel As I wallow in the bed that I made Tell me that none of this is real Can't you see I'm trying to get paid Can't you see I'm trying to get paid Oh Lord Can't you see I'm trying to get paid All the self-flagellations about compensation, man Can't you see I'm trying to get paid? I'm standing at the corner, status quo and grief And I'm not ashamed to call it a speed It seems another dollar is the only thing I need But can't you see I'm trying to get paid? Can't you see I'm trying to get paid, oh Lord Can't you see I'm trying to get paid I'm just one of the many who dance for a penny, man Can't you see I'm trying to get paid Becomes just another gig And that's the very thing that makes me so free The fans, they try to bug you When you're packing up your rig Man, can't you see I'm trying to get paid? Can't you see I'm trying to get paid? Oh, Lord Can't you see I'm trying to get paid? When it comes to the lettuce Please, saints, don't forget us, man Can't you see we're trying to get paid Now get paid, Dan Now you may be disgusting, but one thing's for sure There's no one more disgusted than me I'm at my desk pining for something that's pure Man, can't you see I'm dying to get free? Can't you see I'm dying to get free? Oh Lord, can't you see I'm dying to get free? If I could just manage to gain some advantage, man Can't you see that I would break free? Can't you see I'm dying to get free? For you, Matt.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, now we got Derek. He's going to set us up tonight with the first celebrity guest clip from the first hour. What we, we got today, Derek? Setting it up. We got a, a clip from Spud's interview with... Uh, with uh, Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. Yeah, that's our first clip of the night. Uh, and uh, this one's uh, kind of uh, probably hit a little close to home for you, mm. Lawrence. Let's roll the clip. How tough is it to spot art forgeries? Because we have someone on our staff who says he was pretty good at copying famous paintings. Is it tough to pick fake people out? Uh, it depends on, you know, the, the, what they're painting and then the, uh, the quality of the painter, the skill of the painter. Uh, at this point, in Chicano art, it's, you know, it's kind of, they're not worth uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, so it's, it doesn't behoove anybody to, to copy them when you can probably buy the originals for less than it would cost for you to, to copy them. So. Hmm, interesting. I'm not worried about that yet. All right. Well, we'll I'll pass that on to yeah, our, our yeah. Uh, individual who will remain nameless, who has uh, maybe done some time for that particular incident situation. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, that, that that is right up my alley. You know, I actually purchased a couple of Chicano artists, and then I forged them, and then I sold them for about the same price as the Chicano artist, and I split the the the, the proceeds with him. It was nice. Went out for for some nice uh, taco trucks. Oh, yeah, we hit the taco truck. We hit him on the town. But then again, he hit up a taco truck, and he ended up back in the joint. Yeah. That, that always happen. happens. Yeah, it He's always happens. Super. never fails. Yeah, it's kind of rough when, when it goes that way. Yeah. And I didn't get even finish my taco. It was kind of a really sad day. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah but it's worst. more colorful. Oh, it is way, way more colorful when, when you when you got that whole taco spell. I could talk about tacos all day, enchiladas, burritos. Well, we got time, I think. Oh, well, we don't have hungry. time because we got to get back to some music here. Because we got uh, uh, the band Healthy White Baby with their song Soul. And following that, we got Manu Chow with Bongo Bong.
was queen of the mambo Papa was king of the Congo Deep down in the jungle I start banging my first bongo Every monkey like to be in my place instead of me Cause I'm the king of bongo baby I'm the king of bongo bong I went to the big town where there is a lot of sound From the jungle to the city looking for a bigger crown So I play my bongi for the people of big city But they don't go crazy when I banging on my boogie I'm the king of the Hear me when I come, baby. King of the bongo, king of the bongo. Nobody like to be in my place instead of me, cause nobody go crazy when I banging on my boogie. I'm a king without a crown, hanging loose in a big town. But I'm a king of bongo, baby. I'm the king of bongo bong. King of the bongo, king of the bongo. Hear me when I come, baby. King of the Hear me when I come. They say that I'm a clown, making too much dirty sound. They say there is no place for little monkey in this town. Nobody like to be in my place instead of me, cause nobody go crazy when I'm banging on my boogie. I'm the king of the bongo, king of the bongo. Hear me when I come, baby. King of the bongo, king of the bongo. Hear me when I come. Banging on my bongo. Swing belongs to me I'm so happy there's nobody in my place instead of me I'm a king without a crown Hanging loose in a big town I'm the king of bongo baby I'm the king of bongo bong King of the bongo King of the bongo bong Hear me when I come baby King of the bongo King of the bongo bong Hear me when I come Mama was queen of the mambo, papa was king of the Congo Deep down in the jungle, last I banging my first bongo Every monkey like to be in my place instead of me Cause I'm the king of bongo baby, I'm the king of bongo bong Hit me when I come Hit me when I come baby We have accordion Joe calling in now. Oh, okay, oh, now, oh. now he's using speed dial, so there's a high probability that sooner or later each week he's, he's going to get through. The, the thing is, we don't have more than one line, so he can tie up the phone line all night if he's so inclined. He just keeps hitting redial. That's why Spud takes his call if he's able to get through. He won't hang up until he gets on the air. And, you know, I really shouldn't be saying this on the air. Spud has so many family members wanting to be on the show every week. I was supposed to keep that confidential. No, Dang. no, don't, don't worry. Man. I like to talk to this guy. No, no. Okay, good. Okay, so he's the accordion playing Elvis impersonator. Right. Is that right? Right. Uh, all right, all right. Now, now the, with the jumpsuit and the, the big wig and all. The, the whole shebang. Well, oh, well, you know, you don't see many like him There's a reason anymore. for that. I think he's the only one in the world right now. Yeah. Hmm. He was on the Mike Douglas show in 1980. 
one Super. or something. He played the accordion while hanging upside down from a cherry picker about 100 feet in the air. Now, he, he still shows that tape to people even if they don't even ask to well, see it. Well, let's put him on the air because you know my mom? Oh, she yeah. used to really like that Mike Douglas show. Yeah, she never missed it. Now, now Mr. Accordion, you, you, you there? Um, the name is Joe. Not Mr. Accordion. But it sounds Although, good. I do like the way that sounds. Um, the reason why I'm calling tonight is I want to know if I could do a concert at your prison. I understand uh. you are a convict. I could use something to get my career going again. That's and it true. really picked up Johnny Cash's stall career at the time. I was, um, you know, I wanted to record a live album inside the walls. I mean, how are the acoustics at your prison? Joe, 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 he's now out on parole. He got out a while back and had everything transferred up here to Washington State. Did uh -huh. you think he was still locked up? That's, that's, that's pretty, no, that's not, yeah, hmm. Well, listen, uh, no, I, I thought he was out on furlough or something. I mean, I thought he had to go back. Well, you know, that really complicates things. Uh, let me let me tell you, uh, Joe, I did come up here on furlough from my old work release uh, facility in Stockton a few months yeah. back there. But now, I got my own bachelor apartment up here. You know, it's five times as big as my own cell. And wow. It's, it's pretty warm, you know, when I crank up the basement heat, the baseboard yeah. heat and all that. Yeah, so... So you don't know anybody at the Flamingo prison where you were in? Yeah. I mean, I already had the title to my live album I was going to do there. Accordion Joe, locked up live at Flamingo. I mean, I was going to have someone shoot a video on their camcorder, you know, while I was performing the thing and uh -huh. upload it to a YouTube. And, and who knows how many millions of hits it could uh, I think it I received. Do. I mean, people Super? really dig prison stuff, don't you know? Well, that's what Spud says all the time. Uh, uh, let me tell you, I got to tell you this. I did my time at Pelican Bay. It was Pelican Bay. Now, I don't think the state of California has a, a flamingo prison, but... That is a catchy name for one. Well, flamingos are friendly. They I'm don't get keep it. that one in the back of my mind. Yeah. Uh, Joe, we have to move on here. You got through. So could you please just hang up and not jam our phone lines with speed dialing us? Well, this is a bummer. I have to find some prison to record my live album. Does anyone know another place I could record it at? It doesn't have to be a super max facility, although they are the coolest. Well, I can't help you with that prison thing at, at this point in my life, but, you know, I, I guess I could check with my old work release place, maybe see if they would let you record something in the, the group meeting room. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess so. That's I guess that's better than nothing. I mean, super. how many dangerous criminals are living there? I mean, for the video, they have to look at at least a little scary. You know, it varies sometimes. Sometimes there's between 8 and 12 that you got at a time, but, but not, there's not that many scary-looking dudes there when I was there, at least when I left, because they're mostly property crimes and all. But you, uh -huh. you could ask the director over the phone about that, I guess. Yeah, well, listen, I, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to rethink this, uh, Lawrence. I mean... I, I've been working on a. I've been working on this song, and I was wondering if I can get your cell phone number and play it for you over the uh, next uh, several days and uh, get your opinion because I want to use this song for my opening number f f on my concert album. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I love the accordion. Well, good. I'm, sure. I'm glad you do, Lawrence. 
I mean, I'm, that makes me real happy. Well, play Thank it. You. Play it away, Joe. Okay, here it goes. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, move on to the clip of the week, Dad. What do we got here, Dad? You got a cl- uh, clip of the week first. I do. Uh, this week's clip of the week is, uh, well, I guess it's, it's NFL becoming kind of a kind of an interesting uh, point of contention. Uh, what with the new laws that were passed uh, down in a couple other states, Washington D.C. and Oregon, just this past week, uh, the legalization of pot. And uh, this week's clip of the week talks about the NFL and pot. Uh. What's the deal with the pot here? What's the deal with the pot here? What's the deal with the pot here? And why why an attempt to loosen the reins on marijuana use within the NFL? Well, the NFL understands that they have a problem here. They understand that uh, public sentiment is changing, that the public is uh, more acceptable to the use of marijuana. And the NFL is a capitalistic beast, and they are driven by what public sentiment is demanding. They are driven by what public sentiment is demanding. As far as public sentiment is concerned, I would would think most parents here, I would think most parents here uh, would think this is... This is unsettling. This is unsettling. This is unsettling to think that the NFL is going to open the door for more pot use. The reins are already pretty loose. So why? I mean, I think parents would be concerned. I think parents would be concerned that this is something that is opening up in the NFL. If the NFL were to immediately uh, ban the use of all alcohol, Mm. ban the use of all alcohol Mm. amongst all football players, Mm. you would not find a widespread Mm. cessation of Mm. alcohol use amongst Amongst teenagers. Mm, 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 mm. So, um, perhaps, 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 perhaps. You know, Sean, I I think your story is so interesting. I I think your story is so interesting, and you have a unique perspective, both as player, attorney, and just with your personal background there. You know, I think the concern is hey, how can you say we're working on brain health, we're working on brain health, and, and let more pot be used and let more pot be used and the kid debate is certainly there the kid debate is certainly there thanks for being with us thanks for being with us thanks for being with us yeah it's uh it's really interesting that people want to make a big deal about it but the the biggest advertising sponsor for the nfl is beer uh, yeah, yeah they, they say that's okay. I mean, they're talking about something that will actually help you instead of like put you to sleep, right? No, mm. no, nah, nah, I can't see these NFL guys, you know, hitting one of those blunts and then trying to hit one of those linebackers. But hey, you know, I say, yeah, I met a lot of guys in the joint with a joint, and I met a lot of guys from the NFL. And I tell you, they go hand in hand just fine. I, I just don't see where they can say that it, it gives the players an unfair advantage. You know, I think any player that can win a Super Bowl high as, as they want to be on pot, that they should be given two rings. Two Super yeah, Bowls. They'll probably just hand them out like candy if they're winning it, it, Super one, Bowl. One will be gold like and a, then one will be green. A couple yeah, more it's hits. like a bonus. It's green and gold. So you, that, means, that means that Green Bay. We'll yeah. be going to the Super Bowl with a little bit of their Super. green and gold. Yeah. But yeah. that's not going to happen. 
Uh, well, you know, you can always wish on a star for don't, something. Don't like forget that. where you're at right now, Lawrence. You're up uh, in like oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, forget these things. Yeah, the blue Super. and gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, and maybe for the players that do choose to consume, they can put like a green stripe on their jersey so the other players know not to hit them too hard because they might crush their stash. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And that would, they would get really mad. That you got it covered on head. one. Yeah, I thought about this. Well, a lot uh, of thought went into that. Let's uh, let's do a little bit more music here. So we got uh, the band Gold Rush from L.A. Speaking of gold, uh, and their song <laughs> "Wait for the Wheels." And after that, we've got the group Girls in Hawaii, who actually hail from Belgium, and their tune is "Flavor."
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, Dick. So now, what, what have you got for our next clip? Our last clip comes from the Margaret Cho interview. And uh, in this clip, Spud tries to get a little insider information on how to do one of the hardest things that anybody has ever tried to do. Sometimes is, called impossible. Yes. And it's it, verge, it walks that line of possible and very, very difficult. You always uh, hope. But... Pleasing women. Let's roll oh. the clip. What piece of advice would you give men out there who have struggled with like pleasing women? Is untethering oneself from all electronics a must while communicating? I, I got trouble with that. I'm just wondering a woman's opinion. For communicating to yes. pleasing women? Well, it's, there's no pleasing women. Don't even like try. Oh, write that but, down. Like, wow. It's about equilibrium or finding, you know, I think all that a woman needs to know is that you're trying to please her. Like it's like, that's a great thing. Just the effort is really commendable. Um, but yeah, it's very it's very hard. Uh, but I think just letting them know that you're you're putting in the effort is that's pretty great. How many uh, apps can you keep open and still uh, maintain some sort of a connection um, with you know in terms of Facebook emails? Uh, I could go on and on. <laughs> but 
I don't know. I don't think you should have any apps open. The only app, you should just have your eyes open. Eyes? And just your eyes. Heart open. Eyes and heart. And that's not an app. It's just a life. It's just a... <laughs> I can't download that. All right, super. Yeah, I think we should take her advice. That should be like given to every middle school kid in the world. I wish I would have heard that before I downloaded yeah, yeah, that $15 right? app on how to please women. Yeah, yeah. you can't please women. There's a guy in the joint who said he could please any woman, but he was uh, in for grand lions, in my opinion. Yeah. So Every time I want to please Super. my girl, I just bring her some green flowers. Uh, see, he knows well, how flowers. to do it, yeah. That's that. Wait. You know, I'm I'm thinking we can... I got the need for some more music right now. So how about a band that uh, that was on Spud's show a while back here? They're a little different, this band, because the drummer's six years old. The keyboard is, is 11 years old. The dad, his age is unknown. They're a band from Tacoma, Washington, and they are called Pig Snout, and the song is called Tar Trap. And after that, we have Kenny and the Casuals with their tune, Can't Play Jesus.
Lawrence, I'm going to give you first shot at, but if, if you don't, does anyone in the studio want my old issues of Soldier or Fortune magazine? I have like about 15 years of back issues stacked up in my parents' basement. Oh, I gotta get rid of yeah. Them. You know, I used to occasionally read Soldier of Fortune in the uh-huh. prison library there. Not, not every issue, but you know, sometimes because they had a good crossword. Yeah, well, my dad, my, my dad bought me my first subscription as a high school graduation present, and he's been renewing it ever since. And I don't really read it, but don't, don't tell my dad. I think he always wanted to be a Soldier of Fortune himself, but after he got my mom pregnant with me, he's he always said his life took another direction. You know, my mom, Super. she always wanted to, be, to work in the circus there, but, you know, be a clown or bearded lady. Oh, cool. But, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. But instead, you know, she ended up going to grad school. She became a pharmacist. Okay, well, the offer of the magazine is good until Saturday when I'm going to go to the dump. I hate to get rid of perfectly good unread magazines. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a couple of those. Okay, you know, cool. good crossword puzzle, that sounds like fun to me. You always got to have a good crossword puzzle. Oh, you know? yeah. I will bring you a few tomorrow. Ah, thank you, Chick. I really appreciate that, my man. Cool. All right, next up, we've got one song headed your way. It's rockabilly artist Glenn Glenn with one cup of coffee. Cigarette 
coffee and a cigarette. Well, I am sad to say that we are about out of time here for tonight's show. You know, I, I was really lunch. hoping that I had to have a few moments so I could share a recipe of mine for home, some homemade pruno, you know. Ooh. It's an inexpensive beverage that you can serve at the upcoming holiday family gathering and all, you know. Well, maybe you'll have time for it next time. Okay, now, now check. Thanks you for being uh, with me tonight here. I really appreciate it. Uh, that is not a problem, Lawrence. Hey, I would like to get your Pruno recipe. Have you checked the prices, ladies, for a fifth of vodka or bourbon at the store? I don't really drink, but it's nice to have something to offer guests when they come around, you know, especially in the holiday season coming. How much, oh, yeah. how much would a bottle of Pruno cost to make? Uh, maybe a quarter at the most, if you don't mind uh, rotten fruit. Well, you not, have to not totally it? rotten fruit. Yeah, you got to age it a little bit, but mm. you just take little parts of the fruit, you know, and once it gets cooking, yeah, you'll never notice it. Anyway, I tell you. Huh. you know, we, I tell you what, we'll talk about it, you know, after the show here, after we get down, I'll give you a little recipe. Now, I got to thank the panel. Thank you very much, Derek. Really appreciate the clips. Thank you, Lawrence. Oh, nice work, yeah, Derek. always a pleasure. And TJ, nice to have you on the board today. Thank and you on much. one, our sound engineer. Hi. Always the man. Did TJ say <laughs> thank you. Right thank you very much. Yeah. Thank and you very uh, much. oh, we've got uh, our two interns, Super. Trent and Anna. We got to thank them. Now, we're going to leave you with a song from Richard Cheese. You may recognize it. Uh, I don't think you wrote this one. I'll catch y'all later. Super. And uh, Bobby, do I hear those familiar? Yes, I do. I love this melody. And this is a song about a, a gal who's uh, trying to purchase something. She's trying to purchase a means of getting from down here to up there. <laughs> no, she's not looking for an escalator. She's not looking for an elevator. She's looking for a staircase. Let's swing it. Yeah. Gordon Bree on the bass. There's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold. In a stairway to heaven When she gets there she knows Those doors may be closed With one word she can get What she came for Sign on the wall, but she wants to be sure Cause you know sometimes words have no meaning The tree, the brook, the songbird singing All of thought the song is given Ooh And it makes me wonder Just a spring clean for that May Queen Hey, there are two paths you can go by But 
Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, executive producer Lori Madsen, audio engineer on one at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, audio highlights Derek Schneider, our intern is Trent Botello, theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin, copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. <laughs>